Good morning, everybody. Day after Thanksgiving. I got a blanket. It is actually pretty cold by the sea this morning. Cat tuning in from the ocean. I hope you can hear the waves in the background. For our fourth live stream this week on the Adventure Paradox podcast, holiday week. Yeah, holiday week. Today we're going to talk about stories. Yesterday was a big holiday here in the United States. It was Thanksgiving. And you know, this holiday is ripe with lots of um, different connotations. Uh, historically and politically, it, you know, it has some very negative aspects to it when we look at our history. So what Americans, many, have done is take a spin on that and turn it into the gratitude holiday. You know, this is something that I love about our culture as a whole, is that we can take negative things and turn them into something positive. And that's a beautiful way of telling a story. Now the other side of that is we can definitely step over things when we create a once upon a time and then they all live happily ever after without really addressing some key components of the story itself. So today we're not going to go into a history lesson on Thanksgiving. We're not going to do the big picture. We are going to go into a little picture of the story of my Thanksgiving yesterday and some of the stories of Thanksgivings gone by and stories gone by. So what generally happens for me when I spend a Thanksgiving with my family, and this probably happens for you too, is that a lot of ideas about how families should be and how holidays should be come up for us. This is a beautiful opportunity to really see ourselves in the story. So, for example, if we think that we ought to have lots of rest and no one ought to be stressed, are we showing up that way? Are we giving that to ourselves or are we showing up stressed and not resting? This is a small story in the bigger story of your holiday that I'm calling myself out on. Speaking of, it's actually, it is really cold here today, but now that I'm talking to you, I'm getting warm. So <laughs> I wanna talk about getting together at this beautiful restaurant on the beach, right up the coast here. And my parents were treating us and my daughter did not want to wear the fancy dress and it was all we could do to get her out the door. <laughs> she was wearing this dress with stains on it, you know, and, and we talked about respect and we talked about wanting to look nice in a picture and we talked about how everyone else would be dressed up and she was having none of it. She's five, by the way, almost six, but she was having none of it. And it was such a beautiful opportunity to love her right where she was at and also see that going out to a big fancy dinner with a five-year-old at 3.30 in the afternoon is gonna have its challenges. <laughs> and that was part of our 2023 Thanksgiving. And so to carry on, you know, she spent half the, the meal underneath the table pretending she was a puppy dog and we kind of just let it go. And some jokes, some family lore stories came out about different relatives of mine who have notoriously been the ones under the table at a Thanksgiving meal. 
So this is actually sort of a part of the humor of, of my family. What's that about? You know, and we were making jokes about, oh yeah, that's this family. There's always someone under the table, right? Could you see the humor in it instead of going, oh no, my child, oh my gosh. She refused to be part of the photo at the end, by the way. <laughs> She's having none of that either. <laughs> and so I tried really hard to get her to come and smile and that's just, that's just not where she was at, you know? So I think so often we lose sight of where we are actually are in the story because we are in the space of how we wish we were or how it used to be and how we want it because of that memory, right? And the truth is when we are stuck in the past or future tripping, we lose the gift which is the present. And the real story, the real possibility is in this present. The future is actually in how we tell the stories of the past in the present, which is what I'm doing with you right now. So the other thing that came up yesterday, we started telling some old sort of family stories and this one is, is a favorite in my Caldwell clan. So my sister and I did a lot of horse showing when we were teenagers. And we went to this horse show in Flagstaff, Arizona. And as my sister said, we stayed in a lot of really gross hotels and places, didn't we? And we did. We stayed in places where there were so many dead cockroaches that it like, like it didn't even matter if we cleaned them up because we just keep finding them around the corner. And there were so many of us girls, we were all working students at this barn, piled into this hotel room that inevitably we had to take turns sleeping on the floor with these cockroaches. I mean, you know, right? Like. These become part of the story of your life. So we were telling that little story, and then my sister started telling a story about traveling up to Canada, and her husband was chiming in and staying at a really disgusting uh, hotel. And just what are the things that we desire as a, a creature comfort? Maybe no bugs. <laughs> we could start with that one, you know? Just the little things when it comes to where we're staying. And obviously if you're on a vacation, and we're staying in a really amazing place this trip, by the way. Oh my gosh, thank you to my parents for gifting us here. Such a gift, such a gift. And all my ancestors. And um, it's, it's interesting because then you have the perspective on what it's like when, when it's not going well, right? And so when we were in Arizona, we're staying at the cockroachy hotel rooms, all of us sleeping on the floor, the whole thing, right? We went out to this French restaurant, and there were a few other things going on in the background, some stressors that it's important to know about. I had had a falling out with my horse trainer. I worked for her, and I had gone away to school, and I'd taken my horse with me, and then when I came back, she wasn't so happy about how I came back, and she fired me. But there was one more horse show left that I was supposed to be working, and we kind of like come up with the deal. So there was like all this tension and awkwardness I think originally, maybe my parents weren't supposed to come with us, we were just supposed to be working students, but because of what had happened, because I was a teenager, they were showing up for us, and it was my mom's birthday. So we decided to go out to basically the only nice restaurant at the time in Flagstaff, Arizona, and uh, <laughs> it was a French restaurant. And we were sitting in this like very tight booth. And it was funny because, because it was the only nice restaurant, there was a lot of work going on behind the scenes with the waiters and the whole vibe of trying to make it almost fancier than it was, right? And so I don't remember if he was sort of spinning a fake accent or like 
rolling the R's or whatever he was doing to sound kind of French, right? But every time he came over, because we were in this really tiny booth, it was this small colonial house they had turned into this French restaurant. It was really creaky and very small rooms, and so they'd made this booth in this room. And he would have to reach over, two of us sitting on each side, and every time you'd have to reach over, because you wouldn't really do that in a polite restaurant, you wouldn't have a booth, you would certainly have a table, right? He would say, pardon my reach, pardon my reach. So every time he came by and he had to serve something, he would always say, pardon my reach, pardon my reach, pardon my reach. And he did it so much that it became this joke. And so we were laughing because, and then when he would come, we would just start laughing when he would do it, you know what I mean? And he caught on to the joke, we are having a good time. Well, the other thing that was going on as we were ordering on this menu, my sister and I are vegetarians at the time, and escargot was on the menu. Okay, so escargot was on the menu. These are snails, right? Obviously, as teenage vegetarians, we have no interest in snails. We cannot believe that this is a delicacy in France or here in Flagstaff, Arizona, at the restaurant where they say, pardon my reach. <laughs> we just can't even believe it. And we don't want the snails. But we do have to have a conversation with the waiter about the fact that snails, escargot, are on the menu. So we have this conversation. There are also artichokes on the menu. And we want the artichokes, clearly, because we're vegetarians and aren't going to eat the snails, right? So we have this whole conversation. We have a lot of laughter and back and forth. Again, who eats snails? Like, really? This is the thing. If you eat snails, right on. All the power to you. I still, to this day, have not tried a snail, although I'm no longer vegetarian. Anyhow, so here we are. We're having a good time. We're all laughing. You know, the, the meal is what it's supposed to be, right? A good time for my mom, celebrating her birthday, this weird horse scene that her daughters have pulled her into that she's supporting us on where you know things are maybe not going the way you want them to go for your teenage daughter since I just got fired, right? But I'm still showing up to the horse show because I learned at an early age to be a woman of my word, right? So here we are, we're celebrating. We placed the order for the artichoke carts and you know whatever vegetarian entree. And so then the appetizers show up. And these were really weird looking artichoke hearts. I mean, I don't know what they did with them, but they like must have taken everything off and it's just the heart and then they like kind of cut them so that they sort of look like, you know, little thumbs, right? They're kind of like funny looking. And so we're looking at them and we're like, are we gonna, you know, are these really, what, like this is a, this is an interesting delicacy, right? And then we start making jokes about, they almost look like snails. Like they look like they could be snails. <laughs> these little brown things, they don't really look like artichoke hearts, right? And so my dad reaches over and he tries one, right? And then he's calling the waiter, and I can't remember if my sister had actually taken a bite or not. I'm gonna have to ask her about this when I see her later today. I'm pretty sure again that I did not, because I'm pretty sure that to this day I have still not tried snails. <laughs> May they continue to remind me to go slowly. <laughs> and so I'm waiting until the waiter comes back because these artichoke hearts look kind of sketchy. And my dad, I can see him like, calling the waiter over. Sure enough, they are snails. <laughs> In all of our commotion and laughter with the waiter about eating snails and so on, he took our order down as escargot. And he served the two vegetarian teenagers an appetizer of escargot. So there you go. That is my escargot story. That is the 
smiling story and many little stories that came out of this particular Thanksgiving. And I know you have them too. What are your family stories? And here's what I want to encourage you to do. If you have not yet written down your stories or recorded them or made a practice of sharing them with others, I'm encouraging you to do that. Because it's true, you never know when this is going to be your last holiday season. You never know when it might be the last time you hear someone tell that story the way they remember it. Right? My sister might remember me being the one chewing on it and waving. And you know what? Maybe that was true. There are three sides to every story. Yours, mine, and the truth. So what's the truth? Well, we're not going to get anywhere near the truth if we're not talking about it. If we're not practicing telling these stories and engaging and being with one another. You know? So today is Black Friday. We do have some Black Friday sales. Stay tuned. But here's the thing. It's also the day after a really big family holiday. And what's this tradition of going out and shopping or filling that God-sized room with things? What if we could fill it with stories? Right? The story of who you shopped with on Black Friday. The story of how you saw some amazing sale come through that your friend sent you. The story of a decision you made to work with a coach to change your life. The story of watching this video and recognizing, I too have a story in me. I have all these family stories and I want to write them down. Or I want to help my children write down the story of this trip. Something that we've done with our children most of the holidays that we come here is make a photo book to thank my parents who treat us here and also my grandparents who are the ones who first brought us here and who are still with us thank god <laughs> so we do photo books because we take so many photographs here we are at the beach and my children are going on six and eight but they've been younger than that leading up to this point and they're not going to write stories Right? They're just beginning to understand how to hear stories or tell stories. And we read them books every single day because this is a part of being a human. Storytelling! Telling our stories about our family, about who we are as a family, as we create it. And when we look at these pictures, we really get to connect with the things that matter to us. What does our family hold dear? So last night, my daughter started really missing her kid. We got a kitten right before we left for Chicago and packed up our old house. And I knew it would be very challenging for us to go back to our old home, which we love, and our old community, and see so many old friends, so much that we've left behind to start this new chapter living in the mountains. And so originally, I was going to get my girls kittens when we got home, after all of this travel around their birthdays, which are in summer. But, and this was not me, this was definitely a God moment. Here I am taking you into another story, right? I had this hit that I needed to get the girls' kittens before we went to Chicago so that they would have something real, non-verbal communication, unconditional love, something that they were responsible for that they could connect to and love and think about that was alive. Something alive and new and fresh with so much hope and promise at home, our new home in the mountains, not our old home, 
something that has never been part of our old home. And so we went to the shelter and we picked up two kittens. And last night, my daughter was really missing her kitten lilac and asked to watch some videos of these kittens. We have some very funny videos. Maybe we'll get them posted on social media this weekend. Very funny, especially with the bounce with the kitten, like whoop, whoop, you know, doing a funny thing. Little Instagrams, little reels, these are stories. That's why we're so caught with them. I mean, we're fascinated by stories as a culture. So I want to share with you that my daughter is now writing her own stories. This one's called The Shelter. So while we've been here on vacation, we're reflecting on our life back there and our loved ones and what's important in their stories. So this one's called The Shelter by Grace and Danny Myers. I think Danny helped with some of the pictures, by the way. And I'm going to go ahead and read it to you. Once there was a kitten living in a shelter. His name was Jack. The next day, a girl came into the shelter. She wanted a kitten, and she wanted Jack. Once her mom finished filling in the sheets, Jack was put in a box. <laughs> After Jack played with the cat toy, Jack was very tired. He fell asleep in his cat bed. <laughs> Jack loved the toy. He played with it for three minutes. The girl came into the big room with a cat toy. <laughs> Two minutes later, Jack came out of his box. Jack stayed in his box. <laughs> a little later, he was let free in a big room. Jack was scared. I think one page might have been out of order here, but you get the point. This one has no pictures. When Jack woke up, he was thirsty. After Jack had his drink, the girl came back into the big room with a box of cat toys. Jack played with the cat toys for 10 minutes. Then he fell back asleep. The end! And look, there's a little heart with a kitty inside. Do you see it, my friends? Do you see it? We tell stories. And we are making stories every single holiday, every single day with our children. Then we get to read their stories as they tell stories and they learn to write down their stories and share their stories and work on editing their stories. And it's such a gift to be taken in by these stories, to share them with each other, to write them down, to record them, to publish them, as I did this year. I can hardly believe it. The adventure paradox how to haul it all, go big, and go home in your relationships. The story of the adventure that I took when my children were two years old and six months old. 
all across this vast country with so many animals and amazing people and a prayer to find myself. And I did. I did. I actually found myself in the writing and editing of this book when I discovered the power of the next chapter. And that's really what I teach and talk on now, is the power of the next chapter, which you can only find much of the time when you take a look at the book that you're writing, the story of your life that you've been living. Because you change your story and you change your life. So anyhow, I'm so grateful that you took a moment to be with me on Friday, taking some stories. I really hope that this gave you an opportunity to reflect on the story of your life today. How are you rating it? How's that going? What's next? Because the power is in the next chapter. But we find that in the present moment. This is the gift. Thank you all. I love you. Please check out my Black Friday sales. Don't worry, they're not just today. We are into long-term relationships. So please keep an eye on what we have to offer through the holiday season. And if you're so called to, I would love to work with you. Have a beautiful day. Thank you so much. Woo, I think my leg might have fallen asleep here. <laughs> Bye. Ciao.